Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Well, this, as I shared my last message in in the Kingdom Seeds series, today the message is entitled, The Word is the Seed. I want you to get this. I've saved this for this last one. I believe it's one of the most critical components of understanding how God operates in and through our lives as individuals and the church. The Word is the seed. Now, let's make sure we're, we're, we're set in position to understand what we're going to study today. What are we learning in kingdom seeds? What have we been learning in this series? We're learning how heaven, how God's kingdom uh, comes to earth. How does God's will? Jesus said, pray that. The disciples said, hey, how do we pray like you pray? They watched his life and his prayer life. They said, we want to pray like you pray. We want to have results like you have when we pray. And so he didn't just give them a little poem. He gave them a strategy we call the Lord's Prayer. And it began like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, you acknowledge as you pray, God's the source. How many pray like that? All right. And then he says, hallowed be thy name. God, we know you're our source and we worship you. Before you ask, you ought to worship. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, you guys are a little quiet today. I feel like you've got a turkey hangover. Don't be a turkey. All right. Maybe it was the iron bow. I don't know. Every year, some are sad and some are glad. Those of you that are glad are probably worn out. You had nearly had a heart attack. And those of you that aren't as happy, can I tell you, that was the best game I've seen Auburn play all year. You ought to be commended for that. You just manned up and played hard. So everybody had a good day. Come on, let's thank God that he's on the throne the day after the Iron Bowl. (laughs) Now, punch somebody and say, don't be a turkey. Would you help me out right now? All right, now I feel a little better about it. I just kind of feel like I heard some gobbling in the congregation for a moment there. Have we dealt with that? Is it behind us? Okay, let's have church now this morning. Let's go on. Let's do the important thing. So so what are we learning here in this kingdom of God, this kingdom seeds? Uh, At Calvary, I'm very conscious every Sunday for 40 years that I never bring anything to this pulpit, number one, that I do not very, very clearly sense to be God's will for us. And number two, that I very clearly you can take it with you and walk out of the door and apply it every day of your life. And so this series on Kingdom Seeds is not a theory. It's how we answer that prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then what's the first request? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. How? You know, a lot of Christians have been taught just hang on and grit your teeth till you get to heaven. But Jesus said we need to get some heaven on earth right now. We need to realize that living on earth as a Christian is not just holding on and someday we go home. We are the ones placed here by God to bring who he is and what heaven has to this earth right now. This earth needs his grace, his kindness, his goodness, his mercy, his hope, his healing, his salvation. Anybody with me? So kingdom seeds is the transportation system Using popular terms, it's the supply chain that no pandemic can break (laughs) that connects heaven to earth. We have to understand what we do in this. It's about seed. And so learning how the kingdom seed operates is learning how God's rule, his reign, 
his authority, his grace, his provision, and his love and his purposes are released on earth. It's, it's something we need to understand. I, it's the seed. Remember I said it a moment ago. A seed that is not planted is useless. Do you understand all these kingdom seeds, all these opportunities, gifts, talents, ability, time, treasure, listen to me, that, that are placed in your life will never produce what they're intended to produce until we share them, until we do something with them. In other words, heaven is waiting on you and I to be released on earth. How many heard me? I didn't get much. Let me try it over here on this side of the church and see, see, see if I can give it. Think of this. All heaven has for us, the salvation for your family, the healing for your friends, the deliverance from bondage, is waiting on those he's put the seeds in to do something with those seeds. Again, I think many times we're walking around waiting on God to do something, and he's walking around heaven waiting on you to do something. The seed's already put in us. We're the sowers. The seed's there. And so I believe that many things we feel have been delayed are simply not delayed by heaven, but delayed by our inactivity. Our lack of recognition of what God has put right in our hands, all right? So we need to release those. How do we do that? By giving, planting, sowing what God has put under our responsibility. So today, I want you to understand with me, the word, God's word is the seed of the kingdom of God. The preeminent seed, the seed, there are many seeds, but the seed, the number one seed, the, you know, the top dog seed, the big boy seed. The bad boy see is the word of God. It's the thing Satan fears more than anything else. It's the seed. All right? So let's get that right. But I want you to understand that in that context, our words are the vehicle that plant those seeds. So the seed planted by our words. All right? So why? Because, again, what are we seeing? Seed was the first gift God gave to mankind. Read that in Genesis 1. He said, I give you fruit, seed-bearing fruit. Why? Because this is what we understand. The seed we plant today determines what we will eat tomorrow. If life's been bitter, you need to start planting some spirit seeds in your life. Okay? The seeds I plant today will be the harvest I eat tomorrow. If I'm planting seeds in the spirit... I'm going to reap the fruit of the Spirit in my life. But if I'm planting seeds of my carnal nature, my fallen nature, the Bible calls it the flesh. If those are the seeds that I'm planting, the Bible says I'm going to get to eat those too. And they're pretty bitter. In fact, the Bible says they are the fruit of destruction. And so we determine what we experience by the seeds we plant today. Let let me make sure, since we're talking about our words, what we say to others, what we say about others, are seeds that are being planted, listen to me, in their spiritual soil. What I say to my children, what I say to my spouse, I'm I'm, I'm going to say some stuff today I know it's a weekend after Thanksgiving, but you're really full of Thanksgiving, so you can handle what's about to come today. Amen. Come on, say amen. How many want the okay? See, see, we've got to understand that that we are 
planting seeds around us by the words we say. I've said that before. We get that easily, but here's what we have to understand. We are not only planting seeds by the words we speak to someone. I believe we're planting seeds by the words we say about someone. You say, well, they didn't hear it, but you said it. (laughs) With their name on it, and it was thrown right into their life. How many still with me? Okay. James said... He talks about teachers. He talks about men and women called. And he says, but the man or the woman who controls their tongue has become the perfect individual. Wow. Control our tongue. All right. Everybody's still with me right now. Okay. All right. It's it's still quiet in the house. So let's look at Ezekiel 37. You know, I believe that uh, my words are not only words I'm spoken, that I speak. And that's the critical vehicle they're transmitted in. But I believe we have to understand words are also words that we type on those keyboards. Can I help you out? Would you pray before you hit send? Okay. I've got everybody's attention. So let's watch how this works, all right? Let's go to Ezekiel 37. I know you thought I wouldn't get there. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in in the middle of a valley. Look at this valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, O sovereign Lord, You alone know that. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. Receives, the words the seed, are you with me? I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you. And cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them. And skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. The words deceive. I want you to get this. This isn't just for somebody who has prophet before or after their name. This is for every born-again Christian. How many are with me today? All right? We need to understand this. The word is the seed. My words communicate or the vehicle, the transportation, the supply chain for God's word to be released in the life around me. So here we are, Ezekiel 37. The setting, Israel, Judah have been taken into captivity Because of their disobedience against God. And in their lowest point, their armies have been defeated. The temple's been ransacked. 
They are captives in a foreign land in Babylon. It's their low point. It's their low point. Everybody listening to me today? There's some people listening to me in this room, and some of you online, you're at a low point. And you're wondering, am I ever going to get out of this place? Some of you walking through a tough moment right now. I want you to hear me today, all right? But he says, watch, in the low points, somebody say on the hard days, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Do you know that if you don't give up on God in a rough spot, you can find that God is as much with you in the valley of the shadow of death as he is on Sunday morning in the worship service. So it was a rough spot. But the Bible says, look at this, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And not only was the hand of the Lord on him, listen to me, church, he was carrying him by the power of the Holy Spirit. But he didn't take him to the Garden of Eden. He took him to the Valley of the Dry Bones. Do you know that God is with you even when it doesn't look like God is with you? (laughs) And so he takes him there. And I love this carried by the Spirit. Somebody needs to hear this today. He carried him there to a Valley of Dry Bones, a place where Israel's army had been devastated It had literally happened there. And this was also a picture of the nation of Israel scattered, dead, because they had been defeated and overrun. And he takes him to this place of failure. He takes him to the place of disgrace. He takes him back to this place of defeat. Are you with me? In the spirit, he takes him there to confront it. Do you know that God's not afraid of your biggest failure? God's not intimidated by your biggest disgrace. God doesn't have to hide and ignore the biggest blunder in your life. But if you will allow him, he will lay his hand on you. He will put his spirit on you. And he will carry you back to the place that the devil has mocked you. We sing it today. And God will give you the anointing to take what the devil did to kill you ruin you, devastate you, and turn it around if you will learn that his word is the seed. So don't be afraid. Maybe today you're dealing with something you think you can't get out of, and the good news for you today, he's the God of restoration. He's not intimidated by where we failed because he has an answer. Let's keep reading. And so verse 2, he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many Bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. They had been there a long time. You hear what I'm saying? A long time. These bones had laid there. In Israel in that day, an unburied corpse was a huge disgrace. And here, an entire army had laid there, walked off and left them. Their bones drying in the sun, picked clean by vultures and animals. Been there a long time. Nobody went to that valley. Nobody wanted to see it. And God says, come on, we're going to do something about this. It was a humanly impossible situation. In fact, verse 3 says, son of man, can these bones live? And, and, and the prophet, the man of God, with the hand of God on him and the spirit leading him said, I can't answer that. I don't know. Maybe today you're not sure if God's big enough, but he is. Maybe somebody says, can God restore me from this place I've fallen? I'm going to tell you the answer is a good answer. He says, I don't know. But he said, God, you know. God knows when you and I don't know. So what does he say? What's the answer? How do we deal with those things? The word is the seed. All right. Then he said to me, look at this, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy. 
That simply means to speak forth his word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. My friend, when the enemy has you backed up and messed up and not all, you've got his word. You say, well, what am I going to say? You've got a book full of things to say. You've got a, chapters of things to say. 66 books, thousands of verses. If the enemy has you wrapped up and defeated and down, there is something that you can do. There is a seed God has put within your life. Stand up on your feet. Walk into the middle of your defeat and take the word of God and begin to speak it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God will cause something to happen prophesy speak the word of God some people have you've never done that you need to do that you don't have to do it in front of anybody if you're intimidated go in the closet and shut the door and get your Bible out and turn on the flashlight on your phone and in the dark say the word of God says there is no temptation taking me but such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not let me be tempted above what I'm able but will with my temptation provide the way out begin to get the word fire the word prophesy the word my sons and daughters are lost they're never coming back to God well that's what the devil says but the word says I would have all men saved and come to a knowledge of the truth Acts chapter 2 says my sons and daughters are going to prophesy are you going to prophesy prophesy Speak forth the word under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So watch this. This is what's so dynamic. He said to me, watch this, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones hear the word of the Lord. How does your situation hear the word of the Lord? You have to say it. It's not my words. Quit saying that foolish thing. I hear people say, well, who am I to say? You're not the issue, partner. People will tell you that. Who do you think you are? I'm chosen. I am called. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am adopted. It's not what I said. I'm just repeating what he said. Reinhard Bonnke said early in his ministry, this man that literally prophesied over the nation of Africa, millions came into the kingdom of God. In the early days, fearful, intimidated, God said to him, Reinhard, my word in your mouth is as powerful as my word in my mouth. We have to understand, I'm not speaking for me. I'm speaking for him. Hear the word of the Lord. How many understands that? Get your eyes off yourself and get them on God. So he said, prophesy to these dry bones and and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, make flesh come upon you, cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. Verse 7, it's time. What are we going to do? What is verse 7? So I prophesy. I want you to say that right now. So I prophesy. It's time to prophesy. How many hear what I'm saying? It's time to prophesy. We need to stop pleading and you need to start prophesying. You need to stop begging and you need to start prophesying. You need to stop doubting and you need to start prophesying. Do you know you can speak the word of the Lord while your knees are knocking? Do you know you can prophesy when you say, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe you're going to do it. You understand my job, your job, my privilege is just say what he says. Say what he says. Doesn't matter how I feel while I'm saying it. 
Do you get that? Doesn't matter what's, what's around me. Just say what he said. So I prophesied. How? As I was commanded. Now look at this. And when did something happen? And as I was thinking about this, as I was contemplating, as I was praying about it, I believe in prayer. No, as I was prophesying. Do you know when things began to change? When he began to do what God told him to do. When he began to plant the seed of the word of God. If your children are not saved, you've got to plant. You need to plant some seeds. If your marriage is in trouble, you better plant some seeds. If your finances are in trouble, you better plant some seeds. If you're backsliding, you better plant some seeds. Are you with me today? So, as I was prophesying, there was a noise. Watch this. A rattling sound. Bones came together. Bone to bone. A look, tendons and flesh appeared. But look, but there was no breath in them. No breath. What does that mean? Can, Can I help you a little with something here? We've been learning in 242 the importance of the church gathering. I want to give you a little revelation right here. Do you know that before the presence of, the God, of God was released, the connection had to happen? Get that? Before we can have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's going to have to be some connection happen in the body of Christ. See, the first noise was bones getting together. And the second one was the breath of God coming. You're going to have to get in agreement with somebody. You're going to have to find a place to get plugged in. You're going to have to have a place to belong. If we're going to see a revival in America, the church is going to have to get its act together in America. Come on, how many with me right now? So he said, I heard a lot of noise, but there wasn't any life yet. I think there's a lot of noise going on in the church, but not enough revival yet. Okay, come on. We're going to have to get together. So look, so look at this. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. I love this word. I want you to get a little insight here and help you see the power of this. As I speak under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, as you say God's word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, this, the word is ruach. It can be translated just wind. Some places, some places it's the breath of life in a human. But oftentimes it's translated the spirit of God, the breath of God, the exhale of God, the breath of God. So he says, watch this prophesy to the breath of God. Speak to my life-giving breath and see what's going to happen. Can I give you a couple of places here? Just jot these down so I can keep moving here. In Genesis 1-2, the Bible says, in the beginning, the earth was without form and covered in darkness, covered the face of the deep. And then it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You want to know how the universe came into existence? The word ruach and the breath of God was hovering over that situation. And then we read in the next verse, and God said, God said, the seed of creation was released in the atmosphere of the presence of God. Do you know that God is God? This is what messes up the the, the non-Christian scientists. Okay, Now, do you know that there's not one thing in Scripture that violates science? Do you know that there are some theories that we're taught that disagree with the Word of God? Did you know evolution is a theory? I'm not going to let a theory rob me of my faith in what I know reality is the Word of God. 
<laughs> you don't have to park your brain to go to church. Uh, you, I'm working with you today. Come, see, see, the Bible says this earth was created, the universe, and God said, let there be. Hebrews tells us that what we see came from what we couldn't see. So when God said, let there be, the thing that bothers the human mind is that how do you make something out of nothing? Well, something wasn't made out of nothing. Something was made out of the things we couldn't see. The things unseen is where God spoke and it became seen. God spoke out of himself. The spirit of God hovered. God said, let there be and creation came. Do you know no matter how dark or dismal or chaotic or messed up your life is, do you know that if you'll come into the presence of Almighty God and the breath of God begins to breathe on you and you begin to plant the word of God in that situation, God will create something you've never seen before. God will create a brand new thing. We become born again. We become new. You could have been a failure, an addict, a loser, a this, a that. But when you come into the presence of God, anybody with me right now, and the word is spoken over you and you receive that word, the creative power of God goes into motion. There's another place you want to see this word. We're learning, see, early on, if we understand this, we see God's plan. In Genesis 3, we read that verse. It says, and God walked with Adam and Eve when? In the, in the cool of the day. Do you know that word cool is not temperature, it's ruach. Do you know where we walk with God? In the presence of his life. And Adam and Eve walked in the breath of God. Can you imagine that? That's what made the day pleasant. That's what made the day good. Can I give you some good news? God's breath will change the atmosphere of how you walk and where you live. That as you walk in the breath of God, the presence of God, God shifts things and changes things. And so he said, Adam, I've got that body. I mean, uh, Ezekiel, I got the body back together. I've got the bones together and the tendons together and the flesh has covered it. But one thing needs to happen if the body is going to live. Listen to me church one thing needs to happen in America if the church is going to live it's going to rise up again and have a revival and be made new is anybody listening to me we need the breath of God so he said prophesy Holy Spirit come on these bodies and they lived and they stood up and they walked I believe the spirit of God is looking for families and individuals and churches right now who will say spirit of the living God Come breathe on us right now. Come lift us up. Come put us on our feet. Come make something new. It's important that we understand that God's purpose is accomplished when the seed of his word is released. Can somebody say amen and help me with this? But I need to show you something important here. Go to 1 Peter 1 verse 22. 1 Peter 1 22. How many are finding that? I want you to get it on your device or your Bible. I know it's here. But I want you to find it. 1 Peter chapter 1. And verse number 22. Here's something important you need to see about this seed. This seed. The word. Are you ready? I want you to see this. 1 Peter 1 verse 22. Now he's speaking to the church. All right? Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. So that you have. I want you to get this. It's important. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers. What did Jesus say in the upper room? He said, they'll know that you're my disciple by the way you love each other. 
Okay, do you think the devil may be trying in our nation right now to creep inside the church and get between the brothers and the sisters that ought to be testifying we're genuine because we love each other without conditions? Come on, is everybody with me? Okay, so, so now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, look at this, love one another deeply from the heart. It's connected to this. Look at this next verse. For <clears throat> you have been born again. Watch this. I love this. Not of perishable seed. Or here's seed. So we were born again not with a seed that can die. Not with a seed that has a shelf life. Not with a seed that will always be there. That's not how we were born again. We were born again, what? But of imperishable, an imperishable seed. The way you and I came to Christ is that we received his word. It's imperishable. How many are thankful the word of God cannot die? It is indestructible. It can't be overcome. Do you know no matter how long that seed's been waiting in someone's life, when it comes in contact with the Holy Spirit, life comes out of that thing. Do you know that seed you taught your little boys and girls and maybe now they're straying a little bit. You have a promise from Almighty God that you put a seed in them and the devil can't kill it and time can't kill it and circumstances can't crush it. It's in there. And so what we need to do, are you with me today? We need to get up in the spirit and prophesy to that seed and say, I call my seed home in the name of Jesus. It's imperishable. It's indestructible. What is it? The living and enduring word of God. Look at these verses, 24. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. Come on, everything you and I can do is going to end. Are you with me? The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. How many are thankful the words imperishable, indestructible? Every seed you sow, every word you speak, are you with me? Is alive and well right now. Let me bless you with something. You know the word your great-grandmother spoke over you? It's alive and well right now. Do you know the seed your grandfather spoke over you? It's alive and well right now. Do you know the seed that I'm speaking over my family, my children, my grandchildren? It can't die. It can't go away. The devil can't kill it. The devil can't destroy it. It's there. It's working. There's nothing that will ever stop that. We believe that. How many are thankful the word is that strong? So we need to speak that word. But I want you to see something here. Let's, let's, you got to get the rest of this story. So let's, let's keep reading chapter 2 here in 1 Peter. <clears throat> see, this is all connected because it begins what? Therefore, see, in light of what the word does. Everybody with me? Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. You know what he's saying? Listen to me. He said, you have the word of God in you. Are you listening to me? Now he's talking about the condition of the soil, my heart, that's receiving that word. If I'm allowing these things to stay in my life, they're choking the fruitfulness of the word of God. How many are with me today? Okay. So he says, therefore, in light of this incredible word, what, what am I supposed to do? I need to get rid of some things. Everybody with me? I need to get rid of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, 
slander, your words are your seed. Okay? And every kind. Look at verse 2. Got to remember a phrase here. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. He said, develop a hunger for the word. Crave the word. Watch this. So that by it, how do you grow up? By the word. So by it, you may grow up in your salvation. Come on, the Holy Spirit. Listen, I want to say, let's say it, let's say it together. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. I believe it's time for the church in America to grow up. Are you with me? Come on. I, who wants to grow up? I want to grow up. So, so he tells, look, he says, uh, you can grow up in your salvation. Why? Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Drop down to verse 9. I just want to put the word in here. Look at this. But you are, uh, what does God say about you? You ready? Come on, you ready? What do you say? What does God say? But you are a chosen people. Come on. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Talking to the body of Christ. Come on, who we are. Are you with me? Uh, A people belonging to God that you may declare, speak. Are you with me? Do you see that? All this happens so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Look at verse 10. Once you were not a people... But now you are the people of God. Come on, somebody praising God for that. Come on, I was a foreigner, stranger, alien. I was an orphan, but now what are we? We're the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. Come on, how many are thankful for that? Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world. How many understand this world is not my home? Come on, how many are with me? How many are going to get this? I don't fit here. I'm, this isn't what made me. This isn't what called me. This isn't what chose me. This isn't what redeemed me. I am not a part of this thing. I'm just an ambassador on the planet representing the kingdom until he calls me home. Somebody needs to understand. Are you with me? We don't fit the mold of this culture. I've got to get comfortable with that. Are you comfortable with that? I would rather serve Jesus than please man. I would rather represent the kingdom and speak the seed and be the one who God chooses. It's just not going to fit all the time. Those that don't know the Lord won't understand who we are. But we love them anyway, bless them anyway, care for them anyway, pray for them anyway, introduce them to our Jesus. But it's okay if you don't fit the mold. Somebody's got to get comfortable with that. Okay, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. They may say to the church, well, you don't do this and you don't love that one and you don't agree with this one and you don't condone my sin. That's just going to be that way. But our deeds, our life, our seeds, our love, our character, our integrity, our genuine lifestyle will be so undeniable that even though they disagree with you, they respect you. Listen, you got to make a decision. I would rather you respect me than like me. (laughs) You understand that? Somewhere in life, you got to come to that place. You don't have to like me, but I'd rather you respect me. If I get both, I'll have both. But if I have to choose, 
Any believers in the house today? Okay, I'm taking you somewhere, okay? One more passage, don't give up on me. Go to Mark chapter 4 and verse 10. Mark 4, 10. The word is the seed. How many are thankful the word's the seed today? Mark chapter 4. The word is the seed. The word is the seed. Jesus gave a parable in Mark 4, and everybody struggled understanding it. So he told the disciples, brought them aside, said, this is what this means, okay? Watch this. How does the kingdom come? Seed, 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 seed. We're learning. We're seeing these principles, all right? How do we allow his seed to be effective in our lives? That's what 1 Peter was speaking to. So we go to Mark chapter 4 and verse 10. He brought the disciples in. And many people, most people call this the parable of the sower. Really, it's the parable of the soil. It's the parable of the soil. That was the, the, the difference in this. That was the, the issue that distinguished the effectiveness of the seed, the soil. So verse 10. When he was alone, the twelve with the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parable. He told them. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Are you with me, kingdom seed folks? Watch this. He said, I've shown you how it works. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. So that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn, be forgiven. Now watch. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? Remember there were four soils? Seed fell on the path trodden down. Birds came, stole it away. Some seed fell on thin, rocky soil, sprang up quickly, but then withered and died. Then there was the third, and, 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 and the seed went in the ground, but the cares of life, the thorns and thistles choked it out. It wasn't fruitful. And then the fourth soil bore fruit. So here's what he says in verse 13. Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows what? The words, the seed. Okay, you got that? All right, some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. The very first strategy Satan always has is to steal the word before anything can happen with it. Satan fears the word. He shudders at the seed of the word. And so he said, some people soil their heart is hard. Listen to me. Do you know why? Because life is hard. Let me give you some help today. Your, your heart's hard because people have lied to you, rejected you, broken vows to you, been abusive to you, neglected you, weren't there for you. Life is hard. And to survive, what do we do? We put walls around ourselves. We, we, we become calloused to real love. We become untrusting in relationships. We have a hard time being vulnerable. And so when we, in that condition, come in contact with the Word of God, it's imperishable. It's indestructible. It's change in our life can be dynamic, but we don't let it in and Satan steals it and you're the same. Nothing changes. It's not because you don't need help. It's not because you don't believe in God, but life has calloused that heart. Life has put that thing down. Now, I've got some good news for you. I've heard someone say about this parable, that wasn't a good farmer because a good farmer knows you never waste seed on hard ground. 
But I think there's another way to look at this. I think he was a very good farmer because he didn't just look for the easy places to sow his seed. And although on the outside you looked hard and callous and useless and it was going to waste his effort to put the seed on you, but I've got some good news if you're hurting and you're wounded and you're calloused and you're broken and you feel like it's hopeless, your God, our God, the great God is still willing to try to put the seed, to give you a chance to put it in your life. And my encouragement to you today, allow the Holy Spirit in this moment to break open some places that have been hard to trust God again to believe again because God is giving seed if we'll receive it but then there was a second soil this person heard see and and they were joyful I pastored this church 40 years I've seen this process time and again And they really meant it. Come on, are you with me? They received the Lord. They were shouting, oh, hallelujah. I'm a Christian. God set me free. And, 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 you know, two months from now, I can't find them. I believe they meant it. I believe they wanted it. I believe they were really joyous that they were saved. But the problem was there was no root in them. Are you with me? It was shallow ground. And he said, what does he say here? He says, others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. What happened? They had the word. They had the opportunity. Maybe that's you. It's not too late today. Online. I felt the Holy Spirit say, there are people watching right now. You're listening to this right now. And you once walked with Jesus. Your heart was open, but things happened. Life happened. You closed it up. You had great expectations, but something rattled you. I'm going to say to you, God's willing to give you another chance. I want to say to you in this house today, do you know why we have life groups? Do you know why we preach? Do you know why we do what we do? And reach out to you because I want to help you grow some roots. I want you to be strong. I want you to be serving God 50 years from now. Will trouble come? Yes. Will distress come? Yes. Will heartache come? Yes. But there is a word that you can put your roots on that will rock you solid. And no matter what happens, let the wind blow. Let the water rise. When the storm is over, you're standing. There are roots in your life based on the word. Now here's this third group. Now these are people that go to church. Still others, verse 18, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. What happened? They're hearing the word. Seeds in them. But the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke. The word making it unfruitful, indestructible, imperishable word of God, but limited because of the things we allow to come in on the journey. Can can, Can I make a statement here? If we're going to grow up, how many want to grow up? We may have to dig down first. What do you mean, Pastor? We may need need to let the Holy Spirit pull some roots up, (laughs) pull some thistles up, 
pull some thorns up, get rid of some attitudes and ideas and connections and deceptions and desires and dependency. See, some things need to be uprooted out of my life if I'm going to be fruitful. The seed of God's word is going to become effective when I allow the Holy Spirit to make me fertile ground. Fertile ground doesn't just happen. It was just like the thistles and the thorns, but somebody did a little work and cleared the ground, and now the seed's ready to do something in their life. My question is, are we willing to allow the Holy Spirit to clear some ground in our heart? Church, are we willing to let God do something that will cause us to be more fruitful than we've ever been? I've got good news for you. Maybe you've been 30-fold, but God wants to make you 60-fold. Maybe you've been 60-fold, but God wants to make you a 100-fold. You see, the process never ends in the kingdom. As we keep surrendering to Him, God keeps using us in greater ways. See, our focus and our loyalty must be on the Word of God. Let me ask you about, see, our Word or the seed. What about the conversations that you are involved in now? Because I'm talking about the Word, okay? I want to ask you to do some inventory. If the Holy Spirit needs to do some cultivating, all right? What about your conversations? Are they producing faith? I'm talking about your conversations outside this building. At work, online, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, are they producing faith? Are they producing hope? Are they producing unity? Are they producing love? Okay? Or are those conversations producing fear, anger, frustration, unforgiveness? See, do we have conversations? Man, I, why I have to get these assignments? I don't know. But if he tells me to prophesy, I have to say the word of the Lord. See, Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing buttons, but I'm wanting you to be fruitful. See, do we have conversations, listen to me, with people that are like me, that I don't have with people who aren't like me? Well, I say something in this group that I won't say in that group. Am I planting seeds over here that I'm embarrassed to plant over here? You say, well, pastor, I can't talk to them because they don't understand. Well, they're never going to understand. Until you sit down together with mutual love and respect and talk about the things that need to be talked about. I don't mind if you're shouting or not. It's the truth. See, connection precedes presence every single time. If we're going to have the presence, we're going to have to make some connections. See, we stalk social media. Come on, that's going to get better. Hang on, I'm about to get better. We stalk social media and judge everybody from a distance. What did they like? What did they comment? What did they say? Okay, I'm, I'm going to let it fly right now. <laughs> Pastor, I've been looking at your Facebook. Well, you wait a long time if you look at my Facebook. because Mostly, I just keep my face in the book. <laughs> Pastor, I've been looking at your Facebook. You didn't comment on Kyle Rittenhouse. Take a breath. We're still alive. Pastor, you didn't comment on Ahmaud Arbery. Take a breath. You're still alive. Pastor, and I didn't comment on Donald Trump. And I hadn't commented on Joe Biden. I got some news for you. I'm not a news commentator. I'm not a political pundit. I'm not a religious puppet. I'm to prophesy the word of God and stand in this pulpit and plant a seed in your life. If you want something else, turn on the news. 
If you want something else, go to a rally. If you want something else, you can go there. I'm going to prophesy the Word of God. I'm going to speak the Word of God. I'm not going to flinch off the Word of God. I have to tell you that I'm the Christian the devil warned you about. For, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of my family, for the sake of your family, for the sake of this church, I will walk up to the gate of hell and spit in the devil's face if that's what I need to do because I will prophesy the word. I prophesy for your family. I prophesy for your children. I prophesy over your health. I prophesy over your salvation. If you want a pretty boy that reads the paper and tells you stories, this is not the pulpit. If you want the Word of God, that's what we're going to do 24 7, 365, week in, week out. Plant the Word, prophesy the Word. Sow the word. I speak his word over you and your house today. I agree with your prayers today. See, God is ready. I'm in up now. For revival. God is ready for awakening in this nation. God is ready to restore hurting people in this nation. In your life, it's time for awakening. In our families, in the church, in the nations of the earth, it's time for awakening. And to the church, the question is, can he find some fertile ground? Worship team, come on and join me. Can he find some fertile ground? Can he find some people that want to grow up and let God do something with us? Are you hearing me, church? Can we allow the Holy Spirit to do some cultivating and some uprooting for the lost and the weary, those that have stumbled? Here's what I want to say to you today. Pick up your testimony again. It's not too late. If the church has failed you, we're going to rise up and grow up. I want to tell you something. It's not too late if you've gone off the path. It's not too late if you've fallen down. It's not too late if your valley looks like dry bones. We're going to hold the fort for you. We're going to stay in place for you. We're going to prophesy over you and preach and declare that you are who God says. Your failure may make you say, I'm a backslider. I'm lost. I'm unsaved. I'm too far from God. I say over you today, God says, I chose you. I selected you. I died for you. I love you. I've never walked off from you. I've followed you every step. And if you'll turn around, I'm right in your face right now. I say over you today, God is faithful and God is able. God's word is the seed. It's time to pick up your testimony. It's time to rise up in your faith again. It's time to come home today. He's such a gracious God. I want you to stand with me. Everybody, please don't leave. Just stand. We need to pray some powerful prayers together today. What have you been saying over your life? What have you been saying over your present and your future? I want to challenge you today. Say the word of God. Speak the word of God. Start right where you are, right in this moment. No matter what your circumstance is. And begin to speak into that moment. God is able. God will take your word. God will take what you speak. And begin to change the situation you're in. Today, are you ready for a change? Are you ready for a shift? Are you ready to grow up? I want to tell you, there's some mighty, uh, mighty men and women of God. Listen to me. Mighty men and women of God hearing what I'm saying. Your potential is greater than you understand. 
but you've allowed some things to creep in. Say that because I love you. You're living below your calling. You're living below your anointing. You're living below your purpose. You're not too old. You're not too young. It's not too late. The Holy Spirit says, if you'll let me, I'm going to pull some things out. I'm going to free you from some things. Man, I'm just hearing so many things the Holy Spirit's saying. So many things that God is saying to you. There's some people, and you're skeptical today. I said, make sure I was hearing the right. You're very skeptical. And because you talk skepticism, you see skepticism. Because you talk failure, you see failure. But I want to tell you something. For every one person that may have failed you at a church, any church, there are 500 that have not. And if you'll say what God says, you'll see what God sees. See, God saw an army standing from the beginning, but all Ezekiel could see was dry bones. And if all you talk about dry bones, dry bones, dry bones, dry bones, dry bones, you're going to live in those dry bones. But somebody's going to have to say, I see an army. I'm going to say what God says so I can see what God sees. I'm going to say what God says so I can see what God sees. I can't see it now, but I'm going to see it because he already does so I'm going to say it. Skepticism is robbing you, ripping the best part out of your life. It's time for you to say, I'm bigger than this. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to get above this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to reach my potential. I'm going to go with God. We're going to build a church where those whose lives have been beaten down and trodden and stomped on and, and, and they feel hopeless, they're going to say, you know, if I go there, I'm going to be loved one more time. I'm going to be cared for again. I'm going to be given a chance. You know why? Because we're fertile ground. Because we've gotten past all the junk and the sidelights and the sidelines and we've gotten into the real heart of this thing. God, I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Pluck some stuff out. How many are willing to grow up today? You say, man. You're willing for God to pluck some things out of your life today. Come on. How many here today, man, I feel the Holy Spirit online, on site. He's pulling some men and women. Listen, your potential is amazing. Your joy is right in front of you. Your peace wants to be restored. But you're going to have to take a step back to God today. You're going to have to take a step back to God. The devil will whisper a hundred reasons to stay where you are. But I give you one good one to leave that place if God be for you who can be against you for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that if you would just believe in him God would give you everlasting life that's the seed I plant in your heart today church family let's pray let's bow our heads and pray I want you to begin to look at your life and do some inventory right now and say God I'm willing for you to pluck some things out come on let's let the Holy Spirit I'm going to do this with joy you're not taking a whipping you're getting ready to be freed come on understand it this isn't bad it's exciting pluck some things God move some things God cultivate some things I'm ready to move on up and grow up and bear some fruit I'm ready to bear some fruit God while you're praying, while you're seeking, while you're letting God work in you. I want to speak to those today.
that you're here and you're a good person. <laughs> you just tripped up. Life got hard. You got off track. You missed it. And you say, Pastor, man, I want to start fresh. I want to come back. I'm tired of being way over here. I'm tired of being a critic. I'm tired of being a skeptic. I'm tired of, of being lonely. I'm tired of being bitter. I want to come back home. I want to come home. I'm tired of being lonely and isolated. I want to come back to Christ. I want to be restored today. If that's where you are, would you raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'll give you a moment for prayer, but you'll be the one to receive that. Who else? Man, that's me, Pastor. I'm tired of this place. I need to come. I need to come to Him. I want our pastors to come here and join me. Come ahead right now. Our elders. There are people who raise their hand. There are people who said, man, I need to get this thing right. I, I want to come back to Christ. Man, I'm so excited. This seed that you're receiving today is about to bear harvest in your life greater than you can imagine. So I want you to raise your hands if you would. I'll give you a chance to pray. Others, listen to me. We're going to begin to worship for a moment. Don't get in a hurry. Don't miss something the Spirit is doing. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord with all my heart. With all my heart. But I believe I'm at a crossroads. It's time for me to bear more fruit. I love Jesus, but I recognize today I'm God's best days are in front of me. I want to re-establish. I want to move forward. You need to come and let's have prayer. I believe there's some callings and ministries happening in this room right now. I believe God is calling some people to minister through this church to North Alabama. I believe the call of God is on some lives today and the devil's trying to pack it down. You need to release that. There's ministries, gifts, and callings, seeds in your life that it's time to be released. And as we worship, I want you to come. We want to pray over you today. You're about to move into a whole new season of fruitfulness, all right? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.